Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Sam Birchnoff from BRCH and Design House. Hey, Sam, thank you so much for being in the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to chatting. Awesome. And to, to start it off, I'm really curious. What's your course in college? I went to school for marketing and entrepreneurship, but prior to that in high school, my, my high school had a program where I could take college engineering classes and actually get credit for those. So I actually went to school for mechanical engineering, marketing and entrepreneurship. So across the board. Marketing and entrepreneurship. I yeah. see. And what inspires you to start the business in this industry with the ones that you got, the B-R-C-H-N? Yeah, it, it, it had always been a goal for me. I'm not sure when that sort of formulated in my head, but ever since I sort of, you know, as a kid, when I began to understand the economy and that you need a job to make money and everything like that, I always had a goal of having my own product design firm. And the, the path here was uh, not linear, um, but seven years ago, I was finally able to make that happen and founded Birch and mm -hmm. Design House. So... Um, you know, learned a lot in some internships and learned a little bit in school and uh, had the opportunity. It's a funny story, but I, I, I had another business before this. I had a branding business and I had a mm -hmm. client that needed some prototyping work. I was like, perfect time to start my, my design firm that I always wanted to do. Launched it within like two weeks, you know, got the business bank accounts, made the LLC, did, did all the stuff on the operation side of mm -hmm. things. I'm like geared up with this contract and right before the inks on the paper, the, the, the main guy funding that, that client, that startup and the CEO had a, had a big blowout. And all of a sudden I had nothing and uh, took me six months at that point to actually land my first client and just spent that time doing stuff like this, doing marketing mm -hmm. stuff. Um, so that's, that's the, the, the short version of how I, how I started Birch and Design House. You launched it pretty quickly. You said two, two weeks. But it took you like definitely take time. You took you like six months. Yeah, I, I mean, two weeks for all the legal side of stuff and, mm. and, and, you know, the simple stuff, website, logo, bank accounts, everything like that. But to build the business, to, to get a working business that was profitable with clients coming to me and, and, and to optimize our process and uh, capabilities and everything like that, it's, it's, you know, it's an ongoing thing. It's always stuff that I'm working on and, and stuff that definitely. I, you know, and it's evolving. Agree. I totally agree. It will, it, will, it will definitely take time, like building yeah. your foundation. And what's the main focus you have in terms of like helping your customers? Like what are the values that you established with your business so far? Yeah, so so we help customers take their ideas for physical products, for hardware products, mm -hmm. and basically do end-to-end -end product development. So go from the, the idea stage all the way through to going into production and, and bringing their products to market. That said, I, I differ from what you would uh, consider a traditional industrial design firm. Uh, we sit in a bit of a niche where I'm able to, as a small business, I'm able to utilize cutting edge technology, both on the software, uh, excuse me, both on the hardware and software side of things that isn't necessarily ready for the enterprise level. But uh, leveraging these tool sets allows me to develop a more efficient process and, and uh, deliver equivalent or better uh, results as some of the larger, more established design firms and, and, and really compete with a more efficient process. So 
you know, if we're not industry specific, but we are project specific. And if a client's project is a good fit for my capabilities, then uh, we we are generally a, a great choice to help them bring develop their idea and bring it to market. That's amazing. And like you just um, mentioned, like cutting edge technology, how do you stay up to date with that? Like with the latest trends and development? It's a huge part of my job because it's a rapidly evolving industry. Mm -hmm. I Definitely. mean, for a while, you know, the buzz, the buzzwords are additive manufacturing and 3D mm -hmm. printing. And that's all stuff that I utilize. But when you talk about volume production or, or manufacturing, a, a lot of that technology hasn't changed much in the recent years, but it, but it sort of is now. Like some of the prototyping tools we use, some of the 3D printing technologies we use are making their way into volume production, which is a great thing because it, mm. it, it, it removes some of the design constraints and the manufacturing constraints and, and ultimately allows us to design more beautiful products uh, that that don't have to have some of the the drawbacks with say injection molding or machining or something mm -hmm. like that. So, you know, there's lots of startups in the space, and I just try to stay plugged in with the industry. I'm partnered with some big companies in the industry, and mm -hmm. and uh, go back and forth on some of the stuff they're working on. But it's a great question because, uh, again, staying in that in that in that bubble of utilizing the latest technology is really what allows yeah. us to compete. So it's you know just about trade shows, chatting with people, doing cool stuff, uh, everything like that. Cool stuff. I totally agree with that. It's definitely your cool stuff. Like um, using the creativity to establish something. Like it, the, the the cover of your business is pretty broad. Like prototyping, it's just yeah. pretty amazing creating things. Yeah, I mean, you know, one example is we can do 3D prints. I know there's no video on this, but we, we can make parts that are the equivalent of what you used to need a, a $250,000 machine to do. And I have a machine that's like under 30K that makes those parts. And that's something that's only changed in the last few years. So it's a spectacular. It's pretty amazing. And can you share any specific like tactics or tools that you have that has that has been particularly effective in, in running this the, this business like you have? Yeah, the actual tool sets. Mm -hmm. You can share the tools that or like the strategy that you got. Sure. I, from a from a, a process standpoint, it's really pretty simple. Clients come to us with an idea. We uh, talk about design direction and and goals for a project, and then we take a top-down design approach, mm -hmm. um, basically doing some high-level concept models directly in CAD. And the tool set we're we're mostly using in CAD is is from Autodesk. It's called Fusion 360. And mm -hmm. if you don't know CAD, it's it's 3D models on the computer. Um, from there, we work with the client to uh, to to further establish details and and design for manufacturing and sort of increase in level of detail. And throughout that process, we go through digital and physical iterations. Um, some of the tools we're using for physical, excuse me, physical iterations are SLA, SLS, and FDM 3D printers, CNC machines. Um, and then we're doing photorealistic renders for color material finish stuff in uh, in Keyshot, and that's um, you know that's that's sort of the bread and butter of what we're using. Okay, okay, that's uh, again um, that process is like pretty what do you call like intricate intricate process, and it's just pretty amazing. 
when the clients have something that they want you to produce or create, you also came up with like um, innovations that like uh, surpasses their uh, expectation or probably provide ideas. You do that one as well, like improve improvement with the the products that they want you to create. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I mean, I I think that really comes down to creative thinking. And we talked earlier about how a big part of my job is staying on top of technology and and, uh, technological trends in the industry. Another big part of my job, especially as I get older and spend more time in the world and in this industry, is maintaining, for lack of a better term, outside the box thinking. You you, kind of get used to societal norms and and design norms. So, uh, you know, it, it's important to 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 not get used to what's normal in society when you want to design things that are impactful. So, uh, you know, a, a big effort to to think creatively on top of years and years of experience of doing engineering and design uh, is probably, you know, it's it's the real value in what I do, um, and 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 you know that's what creates great products not really like conform to, to to what is usual um you're saying uh think creatively is there like specific uh things that um you do like exercises that you um do to like stay on this um, like kind of mindset like creativity how, how do you how do you work that out uh i the best thing i've found is to partake in a variety of activities and exercise different parts of your brain so you know i think that comes down to to interests for anyone for me personally it's like sometimes i find myself doing a lot of sales and emails and legal and and not so much design thinking on the business side of things so if i if i feel like i haven't been doing uh a lot of creative stuff i like to paint um i also like extreme mm-hmm. sports i like to skydive and surf and, and and do all sorts of different stuff and chat with all sorts of different people travel to different mm-hmm. places understand uh different countries and societies and just see how they how different they are to to, mm-hmm. to where you or i might live and i think all that stuff helps you maintain an open mind and uh, understand the world a, a bit more holistically yeah, I totally agree. But super insightful. And can you talk about any challenges and obstacles that you face with this business that you got and how you've overcome it? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's probably similar to a lot of service-based businesses out there. Um, bringing in new clients that convert is always a process mm-hmm. that I'm trying to optimize and streamline. There's uh, generally... We, we work with a lot of startups and, and generally bringing hardware products to market is more expensive and complex than you mm-hmm. might think. Uh, we certainly deal with um, competition out there that promises the world, creates a prototype. Lots of times mm-hmm. people take that prototype, they'll, 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 crowd, they'll do a Kickstarter or crowdfunding campaign, mm-hmm. pre-sell a bunch of their product, and then it, it comes time to manufacture that product. And it's like it hasn't been designed for manufacturing and it needs a whole redesign. At that mm-hmm. point, they've burned all their CapEx, right? And, and they've sort of pre-sold a product that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that's no longer a potential client because they're going out of business. So, you know, just 
just getting the word out there to people that haven't been through hardware product development before, things to mm -hmm. focus on, things that are important to actually get your product to market. Um, you know, it's it, it's all it's all it's all normal challenges for us. Um, just you know, optimizing okay. website SEO, which I know you guys do, mm -hmm. uh, all sorts yeah. of stuff like that. So just yeah, getting converting clients in the door. Um, and it's a roller coaster. Like it's we we get a lot of referral business, but then the macros change and clients aren't coming to us at the rate that they used to be. And mm -hmm. I know that's sort of true across the industry because I talk to a lot of people in the industry. So, mm -hmm. you know, just the the ebbs and flow of the economy and capex spend. But I, I'm a believer that there's always clients out there for this sort of thing. And mm -hmm. I need to differentiate myself enough and, and get in front of their eyes to get their to win their business. I agree with that 100%, 100%. And as we talked about like changes and development, so there is a, something that it, there's like a foundation of a company or a business that doesn't really change like what we call like the core, uh, the core principle. Mm -hmm. So are you, do you have like something to share regarding that with your company? Like what's the core principle that you have well, for your particular business? Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the core value and, and the, again, sort of the bread and butter of what we do is help people bring their ideas to market. And that's not changing. The technology changes, the tool sets change, but the customer experience that they're getting with us doesn't change. Uh, I, I have happy clients from seven years ago, and I have happy clients that I'm currently working with. And creating a, a process which simplifies and 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 does the best job possible of converting their idea into a physical product that they can sell mm -hmm. to people is uh, I, i'd say the core of what we do that's pretty amazing that's pretty amazing and um i think you play a big part or you have a, a role that is a pretty big in, in in this industry like there are a lot of ideas out there a lot of um like technologies coming up every like every single day you know like there are a lot of like um like thinkers out there who wanted to make these ideas tangible and you make that happen that's yeah absolutely the thing that i'm pretty amazing about it and if anybody anybody wants to connect with you or thinking about working with you or partnering with you again you already have like over seven years of experience that's pretty amazing so where's the place that they can go what's the best way to do that uh, I'm easy to find. So LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, business website is birchandesignhouse.com, B-R-C-H-N, designhouse.com. There's a contact form there. I'll see it, fill it out. Um, but yeah, I check everything and I'm almost always working. So just reach out. Okay. And I read it earlier as B-R-C-H-N because I, I don't want to make a mistake in reading it. So it's birchandesignhouse.com. That's your website. Yeah. So yep. for those who are listeners, it's B-R-C-H-N. So that's birchndesignhouse.com. So um, you can find all contact information in there as well, if I'm not mistaken. Or you can also um, search Sam in LinkedIn. It's Sam Birchinoff. Yes. Am I reading that right? Awesome. You are. Awesome. Actually, very well. <laughs> I, I haven't practiced that, but I know it's um, the right way to pronounce it. So again, what you're doing in the industry right now uh, with the cutting edge technology that you have, I know you're gonna nail this um, this this space. And I know you're still working on it as what you've said. So um, we pretty appreciate your time in our podcast. It's really um, 
it's really an honor for us for you to be in the show. No, I appreciate it. This was fun and uh, really a pleasure chatting with you, June. And thank you very much.